Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke 22, verses 24 through 30. This is coming on the heels of the Lord's Supper. We're just a few hours from Jesus being arrested and crucified, and we're going to see a debate between the disciples about who is the greatest. I should say right off the bat that this text is alleged to be paralleled in Matthew chapter 20, verses 24 through 28. We did a devotion on that in episode 542, as well as in Mark 10, verses 41 through 45, which is very similar to the Matthew passage. The reason I say that it's alleged to be paralleled is because some people think that this is a parallel of that text, meaning it is a record of the same event. Other scholars think it's a different event covering much of the same material. And I'm inclined to believe, because of how Luke positions this compared to where Matthew and Mark position it, that it is a separate event. In order for it to be a separate event, you have to be able to accept the fact that maybe the disciples had this debate more than once, which I certainly accept that fact. They've shown themselves on multiple occasions to not totally get what Jesus is talking about in the ushering of his kingdom and not totally get that there is not going to be a physical kingdom on this earth that they are going to play a role in as his entourage or as his heirs apparent. So despite the fact that the content and the material is similar between the texts, I think they're separate events. Somebody else could think differently and it wouldn't make a whole lot of difference. But let's go ahead and jump into verse 24. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is greater, one who reclines at table or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am among you as the one who serves. Let's stop right there. These disciples are debating which of them is going to be the greatest in the hierarchy of Jesus' kingdom or in the org chart of his ministry. And he has to say, no, 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 guys, greatness is not determined by your position in the org chart. Greatness is not determined by the credit you receive and the honor and respect you command. Rather, greatness is achieved by how well you serve others. He says, don't be like the world where the people in authority lord their leadership over the people who are following them, where the people in authority are called benefactors. That is to say that they are given credit and honor and respect because of their positions. He says, no, rather, if you want to become the greatest, you need to be like the youngest. And this is a reference to the notion back in Jesus' day that those who were aged, those who were older, they received some privileges and some respect that the people who were younger didn't benefit from. They were viewed as lowly and as less significant. Jesus says, pursue those less significant positions and roles. He uses an illustration that would have been right on the front of their minds because they just got done having the Lord's Supper. He says, in the world's eyes, who is it who is greater? The one who reclines at the table or the one who serves those who are reclined at the table. Well, in the world's eyes, it's the ones who are served who are viewed greater. But Jesus says, that's not how you are to behave. Just like I came and served you, not just by coming to earth and living a perfect life and dying to pay for sin, but in the way that I just served you a few minutes ago during the Lord's Supper, that's what greatness is. And I think this gives us an opportunity to think about what does it look like for you and I to serve others in a way that gets at what Jesus is talking about. It's easy to think 
think about serving someone at a table. But I think we need to think more substantively and more personally about how we ought to be serving others in our own lives based on who we are and the opportunities we have. I think there are a lot of us that can serve others with our money. I know of a business owner who's done very well and he's not real public about it. You're not going to see his name on a lot of sponsorship lists for different organizations, but he's constantly got his eyes open for people who have different financial needs. And he kind of quietly steps down from his level of status and worldly greatness and comes alongside people with financial needs and serves them. That's inspiring to me. It makes me want to be like that. We can serve people with our time. It's easy to imagine giving our time to our family members and our friends. But what about giving our time to people who we don't really want to give our time to? People who we don't really have time for and others don't really have time for either. A few of those folks come into my mind who I need to take a call from when they call or who I need to stop and say hey to. We can serve others by lending our influence to help them get things done that they wouldn't be able to get done without our influence. Leverage our connections or our contacts to help them in a unique way that they otherwise wouldn't be able to have success without our appropriately lending them a contact or a connection. Let's finish this verse 28 through 30. Jesus says, you are those who have stayed with me in my trials and I assign to you as my father assigned to me a kingdom that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Well, first of all, this is a very unique promise that is specifically for the apostles, the disciples. Based on this text, I fully believe that those of us who trust Christ, when we're in the new Jerusalem, the new heavens and new earth, these disciples will have a role that is over the 12 tribes of Israel. That's awesome. And that doesn't really apply to us directly because we're not them. But what does apply to us is going back to this idea of greatness through service. It doesn't mean that we won't be rewarded. It doesn't mean that being rewarded is a bad thing. I think the Bible is clear that there will be rewards handed out in heaven based on the faithfulness that different Christians lived throughout their lives. And so Jesus isn't saying become lowly and serve others in such a way that you don't think about or care about rewards. Rather, he's saying as you pursue rewards, understand that the path to the greatest rewards is through service, not through positions of authority or lording it over others like the Gentiles do. It's also interesting that given what's going to happen in just a few hours, the disciples are going to go to the garden with Jesus and they're going to fall asleep several times, failing him in that regard. Peter is going to deny Jesus three times, failing him in that regard. Yet still, Jesus says that you've stayed with me in my trials and that you're going to be rewarded for this in my kingdom. And we know that they haven't perfectly stayed with him in his trials. In fact, they fail at many points, but the orientation of their lives, the general commitment of who they were was faithfulness to Christ. And that should be encouraging to us because we're not perfectly faithful to Jesus either. But if the orientation of our lives, if the core of our hearts is a commitment to Christ, he's generally pleased. And people for whom that is true will not only be in heaven, but will be rewarded on the basis of their faithfulness and on their service, even though it's not perfect or flawless. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, 
the family leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At the family leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.